Okay, so let me see again. Who has never met me before? See if I have to introduce myself. Yes, where have you been my whole life? Good to see you. So this, uh, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the European that, that is, is allowed in. <laughs> there are some people that aren't allowed into America, but I'm still allowed in. And uh, as you can hear, I have the Arnold Schwarzenegger accent. Do we have anyone in the house that speaks German? No? Okay. My wife is very racist when she speaks about German. I'm very offended. She says, when I, when I take off preaching in German, it sounds like a Hitler speech. She says, that's not very nice. How many of you know that's not very nice? So, <laughs> but to cast out demons in German. Come on, somebody. That's something very special. Okay. And I love to make jokes and just be myself. And I hope you don't mind, huh? I'm a first-generation believer. I'm so happy for Jesus. I'm so happy for what he has done in my life. And I came as a missionary to Africa when I was 22. And I've lived my adult life there. And I want to be buried there. And I, I live for the salvation of that continent. So, uh, and tonight I want to preach like, um, like I do back home in Africa. Can I do that? Can you lean forward? Lean forward, look a little crazy, come on, drool and shout and come on, yeah. So I, if, I, if I will go African on you, that's what happens after soon 30 years in Africa, all right? So uh, I'm having a, a, a message tonight that I call a messenger on fire or a messenger made of fire, really from my mother tongue, a messenger on fire. How many of you know that we can learn a lot from the angels, right? So the angels have served God for thousands of years. And uh, by observing them, we can learn how to serve God a whole lifetime, right? Uh, how, to, how, to, how to stay uh, faithful to God a whole lifetime. And I'd like us to do that tonight. But before we do that, we, because we're going, to, we, we're going to read about about those angels that were made of fire. Uh, the seraphim. How many of you have heard the seraphim in Hebrew means the burning ones. Made of fire. There are many angels mentioned in our Bibles. We have, we have the cherubims, right? We have got the archangels. We've got the 24 elders. And we got the heavenly hosts. And the, you know, it's, it's just a, a whole variety of angels. We got our personal angels. And then we also have the seraphim, and the seraphim are worshiping angels. And the, and, and the word means the burning ones, the one made of fire. So they were, they were fire. And Psalm 104 and verse 4 says, He makes winds his messengers, flames of fire his servants. Isn't that a wonderful scripture? And we are also supposed to be, Swift like the wind, obeying God. And we are also supposed to burn uh, with that passion and seal for God, like the seraphims, right? I came to, uh, let me see if you know some African uh, uh, geography. I don't have great faith in America when it comes to geography. <laughs> you, you, you're very good at a lot of things. You, spend, you send spaceships all over. But when it comes to your, to your geography, I'm not sure. Every time I come here, 
and I say I'm married to a Swedish, they say, yeah, I love those watches in Sweden. No, that's Switzerland. How many of you know? Yeah. <coughs> and then I say, uh, I'm from Austria. And then they say, oh, I'd love to go to Australia one day and see the kangaroos. I say, no, no, we, we, we don't have any kangaroos in Austria. How many of you get, well, so I, I know I'm on thin ice, okay? But, but I, by the way, I really appreciate the roads here in Mexico. The, the food here in Canada is amazing. I, I love the hospitality here in Guatemala. <laughs> Can you see that's offensive somehow? Yeah, anyhow. Yeah. So I came to the Le Lake Tanganyika in, uh, in, in western Tanzania towards the border of the Congo, of the great Democratic Republic of Congo. It's a city of about 250,000. And um, uh, according to our drone pictures, I, I hate those new software that they have now. Because before we could exaggerate crowds, now we can't. <laughs> you send out this drone, they take a picture, come down, we load it into a software, and it says 39,412 heads. I hate it. I thought it was 80,000. <laughs> you know, it's, for an evangelist, it's hard. It's hard. But, but according to our drone pictures, 208,000 people came to hear the gospel over five days in, in Kigoma. And on the first night, as I had preached, I'd made my salvation invitation, I started casting out demons. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a principle I run by. So when we come to that point, I start to cast out demons. And uh, they were carrying out people by mass, being set free uh, by the finger of God, huh? by the nail-marked hand of Jesus. And in the middle of us casting out demons, uh, a man is coming running into the festival uh, ground. And he says, I'm a Muslim man. I own a gas station a few miles uh, from the festival ground. And I need an exorcist, he said. I need an expert. I need a bishop with black belt in, you know, <laughs> spiritual warfare. I need, I need some, because on my gas station, people are laying in between the pumps everywhere, foaming at their mouths, screaming, and it's demons. Uh, so we had to send a few bishops and pastors with that Muslim guy. You get what I'm saying? Of course, we will, we will help you, sir. So we sent some. And then another guy comes running in uh, a few minutes later and he says, I, 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 I own a supermarket. And inside my supermarket, this was miles away, people are laying everywhere on the floor. Uh, 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 you know, rattling, shaking, manifesting demon powers. So we had to send another group of special forces, you know, <laughs> to go to that place. And then... A third guy comes running in. He says, I live a few, it was four or five blocks down from where you have the, you know, our, our speakers were, were aiming a certain direction. He says, in my alley, outside of my house, people are laying everywhere on the ground, rolling and, and, and manifesting demons. And I had goosebumps. How many of you get what I'm saying? Not just on the festival ground, but in the whole city, demons were coming out. 
And I went to the hotel room and, and I was meditating upon this. I said, oh, I've just read about this in revival literature. But now the Holy Spirit is poured out all over town, right? All over Kigoma. Isn't this what we want for Louisiana? Isn't this what we want for America? A church that has an impact that is bigger than a preacher. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A Jesus that is bigger than, you know, any denominations. Hello. Come on, somebody. A Jesus that is lifted up. A Jesus that is seen. A Jesus that saves, transforms, sets free. And in our services, sometimes people just walk in. There was one guy coming with a brother. This brother was was deaf and mute. And he told one of our ashers that he, he if he can just sit in the atmosphere here, who knows what will happen to him. And so they put him in front of the speakers because he was deaf, right? So... He had those seats that no one else wanted. And, and then in the middle of me preaching, he runs to his brother. Because, do you know, when you've never heard sound, and sound is rushing into your ears. And he started hearing, and now we have been in contact with them, and he's speaking. He's learning to speak. Hallelujah. Only Jesus does these things, right? Only Jesus can do these things. So I want to be a messenger on fire for Jesus. Is anyone else in here want to be on fire for Jesus Christ? Swift as the wind to obey and on fire for Jesus. So we're going to Isaiah in the Old Testament. <clears throat> and we're going to read when Isaiah is called uh, by God to be a prophet. <clears throat> and we read here. It's, it's a very fascinating text. But I'm only going to read the first three verses. It says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings, they cover their faces. And with two, they cover their feet. And with two, they were flying. And they were calling out to one another. Isn't this wonderful? To one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. For the whole earth is full of his glory. Hallelujah. You want to dance right there, isn't it? Just want to take off dancing right there, right? So, and, and there's something so wonderful when we study the angels. We can learn from the angels. They've served God faithfully. And, and, and my number one today is that you can see very clear here that with two wings they cover their faces, right? And, um, and, and this, I believe, is a picture and a symbol of their humility before God. They wanted that the prophet, I say, I should see only God's face and not be distracted by their faces, I wrote down. Can you, can you see it? So, they, so they're covering their faces and, 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 and this is how I think we need to be serving Jesus. You see, sometimes you can get so caught up with who you are, isn't it? And, and, and also, uh, you can come into legalism where you go down and you, you feel so inadequate, right? You feel like, I, 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 don't, I don't got what it takes. Uh, I, I feel at that a lot, okay? You, you, if, if you don't want to confess that you are having problems with that, I, I lift every hand I have. Right? I, I, I feel like that. I feel very often that 
Oh, I was born in the wrong family. I have the wrong background. I have so many things that are in my backbone, things that I'm still fighting, right? As a first-generation believer, I feel so inadequate. But, 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 but here it is, guys. It was never about us, right? So, so let's get over ourselves. How many of you know what I mean? Let's get, let's, let's get over ourselves because it was never about us. It was never us that was going to save the world, right? It was Jesus and he has already done it. And, and, and when we lift him up and when we preach him, people are drawn to him. And they are touched by his glory. And I, I, I have learned this, that it's not the most relevant preachers that have big results. It is preachers that are Jesus-focused, that, 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 that cover their faces so that people can see Jesus. And, and, and if I could bring this to you tonight, are you here? You don't need to be... Uh, the coolest and the hippest in your workplace. Are you here? No. What, 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 what kind of a message is that? I'm just like you. You know, I'm just, no. You need to shine Jesus. And you need to get out of the ways so that they can see Jesus. So if you're always just occupied with how you're going to be received and how they will, you, you will you'll never have any results. Because you can't save a single person. How many of you know that? But Jesus transforms and saves people all the time. So we have to cover our faces. Sometimes even our testimonies can get in the way. We, 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 we tell stories from the past life and all of a sudden people, you know, we, we get caught up, especially first generation Christians, they get caught up in what I call gangster romance. Who's ever been saved by gangster romance? We're so glad the whole sad story is over, right? And that Jesus has done something amazing. So he, he, here is my first point tonight. What can we learn from the angels and from the seraphim? How can we remain burning, remain with passionate hearts, remain with a seal for God? Cover your face. When you are in the presence of God. Cover your face when you are a gospel messenger and a preacher of the gospel. Cover your face so that all the people can see is Jesus. All they can see is the Lord on the throne, right? Be humble. Uh, you know, my, my spiritual dad that, that, that I love so much that I, I can hardly talk about. My spiritual dad, Reinhard Bonke, he always prayed like this in the car before he stepped out. He said, Father God. Make me a worthy proclaimer of the gospel. Make me a worthy proclaimer. And with that, he, he meant, don't let me stand in the way today. Don't, me let, don't let me be an obstacle today. Let me just preach Jesus as clear as I can, you know. And, and, and I think sometimes Jesus can get lost in church culture. How many of you know what I'm saying? Jesus can get lost in, in our programs, right? Jesus can get lost in... In, 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 in our conferences where the emphasis is on who is the speaker, right? And we got our, 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 our favorite podcasts, isn't it? And we, we follow that, on, that, that, that one on Instagram. Hey, people, get over it. <laughs> Jesus has an Instagram account that has, you know, billions and billions of followers, right? Jesus is so... And, and I'd like to just preach this to all of you today so you get hold of it. Cover your face. If you want to see the glory of God, cover your face. And this is not easy. I can tell you it's not easy when, especially when the miracle starts to happen. I came as this broken, 
a broken young man down to Africa, had nothing, sold cars in Europe to do my next missions trip, had no supporters. And then the miracle started to happen. And now all of a sudden, everyone wanted to have me come and preach. And I went from sometimes from mega church to mega church. And I was announced the anointed, the super duper anointed <laughs> preacher. And, 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 and you can get very lost in that. How many of you know? Oh, I found myself in a hotel room just a few years after that. And I just cried. Father, let me go back to the dust. Let me go back, preach on that tree. Let me go back to the villages. Let me go back to those that have never heard. I never liked those green rooms. How many of you know what I'm saying? And I, 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 I never liked that, that, that scene. So I'd I just like to, to bring this to you tonight. That it's, it, it, it's hard sometimes, and especially when God starts to use you. In, 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 in God is flowing through your life. I remember in Pakistan when the wheelchairs started being emptied everywhere and the canes of the blind were thrown on the ground and, you know, and, and, and they, there were long lines next to the platform with people that were healed. And, and I realized that now it's hard. Now it's hard because people were pressing up, trying to block the way of our car when we went out. They, they, they came to the hotel room, started searching for you. You know, they, well, one time I had a pile of clothes and, and cloths laying outside my hotel room in the hallway that they wanted me to pray for and, and so on and so forth. And, 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 and here, here I have, I've just learned this. Cover your face. Always give glory to who glory belongs to, right? Give glory to Jesus. Oh, if I could preach this. We, it, it, church is not about who's, who, who the preacher is. Are you here? Church is not about who is leading worship. Church is not about how, how good the kids' ministry is. Church is not about how, how, how comfortable it is for you to come there. Church is about Jesus, right? Oh, Jesus is the head of the church. Jesus is the center of everything. Can we, can we nail this down tonight? Can we get it done tonight, huh? And, and, and sometimes I, I, I myself, I say to Maria, where, what have we ended up in? Told Philip so many times. First, first two generation believers, can you imagine? And we are thinking back on where we are coming from and, and how we grew up. And, 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 and here we are seeing all these things. And, and then we, we, we just say, Father, if they, if they discover who we really are, it's over. And, and you know how it is. One little flaw and grace with people is gone. One little thing and you, you, can be, you can be gone overnight. And we see these newspaper articles all the time about preacher so-and-so, right? But I'm here to tell you tonight, it's not about the preachers, okay? Oh, Jesus is bigger than any denomination. Jesus is bigger than any priest or any pastor or any church. Can you agree with me? Jesus is the center of everything. Jesus is the king of kings. And we need to cover our faces so that it, it, it doesn't really matter, right? I said to a journalist one time that said, oh, we have discovered you're not perfect either. <laughs> I said, you, you discovered that? Now I've known it. <laughs> I've known it all along, could have told you. There are no perfect preachers. Hallelujah. Are you here? Hey, that's a comfort. The comfort. The Bible is full of people. That, you know, that, that are liars and betrayers, right? Think about Jacob. We preached about Jacob here this Sunday, right? Lying to his father. 
stealing his brother's birthright, huh? cheating. Talk about Abraham, Father Abraham, right? Tricksing, fixing, trying to get by, lying. And, 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 and God still used him. David huh, had an affair with his best friend, with his most loyal friend's wife, and then sent him to death. But God still used his people. The Bible is full of people that are, uh, you know, that are just like you and me. Just like you and me. And that's why we need to get over ourselves and we need to get over preachers and we need to cover our faces in the presence of God so that his glory can come. Can I hear a good Louisiana amen? amen. All right. You know, when you are in America, you got to take advantage of that, you know. There's many places I preach, they don't know where to scream hallelujah and amen. And if they start, they always put it in the wrong place, you know. <laughs> so, so here we go. Okay. And I, they, 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 I know, I know, I know, but I'm, I'm just so, how, how, how many of you know God is a holy God? You, you know that there's a young generation of preachers, they, 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 they forget to even mention that. But God is a holy God. He's a holy God. In, first, in, in, in 2 Samuel chapter 6, when David wanted to bring the ark back from the Philistines to Jerusalem, we read that they, they were not handling the holy things as they were supposed to. How many of you know? The ark was supposed to be carried by the priests, but they put the ark on, a, on an oxen wagon, right? And, and Uzziah reached out. His hand took hold of the ark because the oxen were stumbling. And, and the Lord's anger burned against Uzziah. Uh, and, and he struck him down and he died there. We read in the book of Acts, right? This is a New Testament. I've, I've heard preachers say nowadays that there are no judgment um, until the final judgment. That's not accurate. That's not accurate. We have during, in the New Testament era, in the grace era, we have people that are being struck down because they're not giving glory where glory belongs. So, so we need to take heed sometimes. God is, a, you know, we believe in grace. How many of you know that? We are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. We, we really believe that. But we also need to understand that God is a holy God. God watches over his church. Come on, somebody. God watches over his work. The book of Acts chapter 12, we read about Herod, who didn't give glory to God when they said, this is a voice of a God, not of a man. And he was struck by an angel, right? Eaten by worms, died right there. So, so, so why are you saying all this? Because we need to understand that when we're serving God, we need to cover our faces. No, you've got it all wrong. You've got it all twisted. All did I learn is from Reinhardt, my daddy. Oh my goodness, when they, they, they tried to introduce him as the super duper apostle, this and that. And they had long speeches. And then he would come up and says, now try to forget everything you've heard. Try to forget everything. It, 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 it's not true. I'm just a simple evangelist here to bring you the message about Jesus. And, and, and today I'd like to give this to all of you. It doesn't matter how many titles you have. You understand that? You know, you, hey... Can we can we take it down a few notches, huh? Huh? We I don't I don't care. No 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 no. You may be a lawyer, a doctor, a PhD student. Are you here? You you may have this and that title. Listen listen listen. You're a human being. You're a human being, and there is a God 
that in his wisdom overrides us with his foolishness, which is the cross of Jesus Christ, right? Oh, wow, what a God we have. And then we read about the seraphs around the throne. Number two, that they, with two wings, were covering their feet. And that is a symbol of purity. How? Well, you cannot walk on this earth, right? How, how, how many of you know that there are some people um, that are always trying to keep everything clean? You know? Yeah. In, in Africa especially, a shoe shine is worth a lot in Africa. Shoe shine will bring you to the president's palace. But it's very hard to keep your shoes clean. You cannot walk on the face of this earth without at least having your feet dirty, isn't it? So you cannot walk through this world. And here's another comfort for you. It is impossible to not get a little dirt on you living in this sin-sick world. Are you here? Living in this world. It, it, you know, we, we can't help it. We get sticky just by being around, you know. Something sticks under our booth at least. Just, just, just be, it doesn't matter how hard we try. We, we can never reach that place where we are without any stains. Yeah? So th this is very important. And they were covering their feet in the presence of God. Why were they covering their feet? They were covering their feet because they knew that their feet were dirty. And I think that we need to take this, take this as a message. How can we serve God long? How can we remain in the glory of God. How can we be channels of God's glory? Well, we have to think about our purity. Purity, I, I try to explain to, to my new disciples in our churches that you're not getting saved every time we have the Lord's communion. No, no, no. It, it is a little more like a lie detector test, right? You know, we, we come in before God. Right? How, how many of you know that even if, if you had a sharp argument with your wife in the morning and then you go to work without becoming friends and someone calls your wife at her workplace and says, are you married to so-and-so? She would come out like a lioness. <laughs> yes, I am. And she would defend you even on such a day. I mean, if you know, even if you didn't have a chance to become best of friends, that covenant and that marriage is not over because you had an argument in the morning, right? I've been a completely jackass with my wife at times. But when they call her, are you hearing me? When they call her, I, I'm still her husband. You know, I'm still her husband. She has not walked out of our marriage because I have been a fool or stupid at times. You know, I remember one of those evenings when we were together, we were just married and and it, this was before the kids, and I started making jokes, and and all of a sudden I was I was making jokes about my wife, and that, that's not a good thing. How many of you know it's not, it's not a good? So I I'm, I I had fun on her behalf, and she walked out in the kitchen. She was just smiling, looking like a trooper, like you know nothing had happened. But I know I was in trouble. I know long before the guests had left, that I will be sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> that would not be one of those evenings where we lit candles, you know. 
would not be one of those evenings where we play Barry White, you know. <laughs> Can't have enough of your love. That would not, no, it will not, will not be one of those. How many of you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when I came out in the kitchen and the kids, when the guests were gone, I came out and, I, and she knew what was going to happen. So she just threw her hands up and said, I've already forgiven you. You don't even have to say a thing. I've already forgiven you. But couch tonight. <laughs> Are you here? <laughs> yeah, it's what it is being married to a first generation believer. Come on. Come on. Can you see what a sacrifice, you know? <laughs> I'm, having, I'm having too much fun. I see some of you and you're not comfortable with this, right? <laughs> Talking about your dear wife here. She's not even here to defend herself. Well, I'm here to defend her. <laughs> She's awesome. So anyhow, she has not walked out on me. I have not walked out on her. But when we're having the Lord's communion, when we come before God, it is a little bit, you know, how many of you know it feels so good? This is what I do from time to time. I'm about to preach or step up and do something for God. This is what I need to do. I call my wife and she might be at the hospital where she is active. Uh, she's a researcher, my, 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 my wife. And, and, I, and I call her and I say, baby, baby are we good? And she knows I'm, I'm, I'm having a fight because I'm about to preach. I'm about to deliver. I'm going to. So she says, yeah, baby, what are you thinking about? Well, you know, I said that and I said that. And, oh, yeah, you're before God now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything is, is laying open. <laughs> Everything is in the light. I can't hide a thing. And then I say, are we good? And then when she says, oh, yes, baby, we're good. We're so good. Go be an animal now. That's how she speaks to me. Go be an animal. And I step up and I preach. And, uh, and here it is. That's what we need to do with our God all the time. Are you hearing me? Are we good? The covenant is not over because you have sinned. Are you here? He's not running out of you. He's not a homeless guy that moves from shelter to shelter. You are still the temple. The Holy Spirit lives in you. He's not going to abandon you. But you need to ask him from time to time, are we good? Huh? Am I on the couch tonight or am I where I belong? Are we good? And we need that type of relationship with our Lord all the time. Purity. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have, no. And we need to back up a conversation, right? In the middle of the conversation, we need to back up a conversation and say, sorry, shouldn't have said that. Talked out of my scar right now. No, that was not a good advice. That was, the, 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 that was stupid of me to, to say that. And, and keep our purity all the time. Or did, did I hurt you just now? Was I hurting you? Was that offensive to you? I'm so sorry. And when we keep that purity of heart, how many of you know what I'm saying? When we keep that purity of heart, the glory of God fills the earth. Where we walk, where we go, where we are. Because we keep that purity. We tune our covenant. Huh? We tune our relationship with God. I couldn't live without that. You know, 
Those that have their feet washed, right? Jesus, that have once been cleansed, they only need their feet washed, right? You know, Peter, Peter was such an extreme person. How, how many of you know Peter is the funniest disciple? No, you cannot wash my feet. Well, then you have no part in me. Oh, wash my face. Wash my whole body. Wash it's typical Peter. How many of you know? It's just a Jojo, super emotional. Going all direct. I feel such a kindred spirit. How many of you know? I, I, I told you Sunday. I mean, Jesus discipled him for three and a half years. Talked about love every day. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, he chops off an ear. Come on, somebody. Say, there's hope for me. Just say, there's hope. There's hope for me. There's hope for each and every one of us. Can you imagine what kind of people Jesus picked? How many of you have chopped off an ear? Very few. And you're doubting your, you know, yourself. Can I really be a disciple of Jesus Christ? Well, very few of us have chopped off ears. Are you here? But Peter did. <laughs> and he denied his whole faith, right? Then he walked out on Jesus at the most critical hour. And still Jesus redeemed him, restored him, and loved him. Oh, so keep that purity. Keep the, come to Jesus, you know. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. There's so much, you know. And, and can, I, can I just say a few things about this? Something that have saved me so much is that, that you can set your mind on the noble and beautiful things. How many of you know what I'm, set, set your mind on the good things. Set your mind on the good things all the time. Philippians 4 says, huh, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things, right? Keep the purity of mind. Keep the purity of heart. Cannot say this enough. There's not everything we should watch on Netflix. So you get him what I say? There's not everything we should read. There's not every conversation we should be engaged in. We should, are, 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 are you hearing me? Sometimes we should just keep our mouths shut. You, you, you don't have to have an opinion. Sometimes they ask me, so what is your opinion about that? And I say, sometimes I say desperately, do I really need to have an opinion? I don't want to have an opinion right now. I just I want to fix my thoughts on something that is noble and wonderful. Dear friends, John said, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God, right? And uh, yeah, we could go on, go on. How many of you know that, that sometimes we, we, we're so stupid when it comes to, comes to gangster Romans? Maybe this isn't relevant to you that grew up in church, but to me it's so relevant. I become like the people of Israel in the desert, dreaming about the cucumbers, the melons, the onions, and the garlic in slavery. That's how I become when I'm tired. Oh, if I could just drink four beers and watch football and be normal. Are you here? Oh, if I could just get wasted and be normal. Oh, wasn't that good days? And then I'm thinking, what? the heck am I thinking here? Longing back to Egypt. How many of you know what I'm saying? Longing, no, 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 no. But now we have lost our appetite. We see anything but this manna. Isn't that crazy? 
Huh? Bread is dropping from the sky. Water is coming out of the rock. That's our lives, right? Miracles are happening. And we say, oh, it's too many miracles. <laughs> it's too much now. My wife is so funny with me. You know, sometimes I complain that I'm tired. Because we go from, from, from crusade and festival to festival and we do this. And she says, you can't complain now when the Lord has given you all those answers to prayers. <laughs> You've been praying. <laughs> hey, I know, baby, but all this manna. <laughs> all this manna. If I could just be a normal person. How many of you understand that's stupid? Who wants to be a normal loser? Are you here? Yeah, no. I'm, I, I, I don't want that. Time has stood still when I come back to my cousins in Austria. Yeah. 30 years later, nothing has changed. Fashion is a little different. Houses look a little better. But it's the same freaking beers. Same freaking card games. Are you here? Same freaking vacations with some drinks with umbrellas. Are you here? Nothing has happened. Oh, yeah, my cousin married again. Yeah, that's right. That happened. He, oh, now he, he married for the second. No, the, no, the third time. Oh, yeah, he became a father again at 58. How many of you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, some things has changed. But how many of you know it's all the same? Hey, let's not have any gangster Romans. We have left Egypt. We are in the land of Canaan. Hallelujah. Or soon there at least. huh? So let's keep our purity and cover our feet before God all the time. Yeah. So, this, this, so, so And then we come to this. With two wings they flew. Right? This can be seen as worship. How many of you know that when you worship, you forget about the problems down here? You soar. You get up in another dimension. How many of you know it's something magic about worship, isn't it? Can I say it my, my first generation Christian way? It's magic. It's fantastic. There's something that happens when we worship. We forget about all these small-minded things. We forget about all this... Oh my goodness. What is an offense when you worship? An offense just disappears in worship. With two wings, they flew. They soared. They flew above circumstances and problems, focusing their God in worship. You know, we have another address, isn't it? Ephesians 2, 6 says that God raised us up with Christ Jesus and seated us with him in the heavenly realms. In Christ Jesus, above principalities. How many of you know our struggle is not against humans? No, no not, not even those journalists. <laughs> yeah? I have some of them, they are persecuting me. And I have some names and, and I'm, 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 all the time the Holy Spirit is saying, they are not your enemies. They're not your enemies. No, you will lead them to Jesus. They are not your enemies. None of them are your you, Humans can't be your enemies. Are you hearing me? No, but you don't know what my father did to me. You don't know what my older cousin did to you. You don't know what, what a victim of him. Listen, it was never them. It was the evil spirits. All right? It was the demon powers. It was the flesh. Are you here? It was something else. But they were never your enemies. They are all suffering. They all need salvation. 
You need to get over even those things from the past. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you need to get over it. You can't be a victim and a victor at the same time. How many of you know what I'm saying? No, it's not possible. You need to get over that and come on top of it and forgive. And you need to worship. I love Acts 16 when, when Paul and, you know, si uh, Silas were in prison because they'd cast out demons and, and they started worshiping in the middle of the night. How many of you remember? And there was an earthquake and the prison do doors flew open and chains came off their hands and freedom came. That's what happens when we worship. Worship is fantastic. I, I, I love this little story that I've heard here in America about this B-51 or 52. It, what is it, that old bomber? Is that... B-52, this guy who was flying the airplane over the Pacific fighting the Japs. Huh? And there was rats in his airplane. How many of you heard the story? Rats in the, in the airplane. Three big rats were on the airplane floor. And he was thinking, man, I'm going down because these rats were desperate. They'd come in during the night in the hangar and they were chewing on everything. And he thought, I can't get down there on all four and try to kill the rats. Yeah, you know, I, I have to fly this plane. So what do I do? So he called base, right? I, I have an emergency. I got rats in my airplane. And they becomes very quiet. <laughs> I think I'm going to crash. There was an old airplane pilot. Old, old airplane pilot that came up and said, I've, I've, I've had the same problem, son. Now listen to me. You will crash if you focus the rats. Mm -hmm. You will crash. You, 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 you will. So lift the nose of the plane. Take your oxygen mask on. And breathe. And fly as high as you can. Aim for the sun. And fly high. And he did. And after a while they asked him, so... How is your rats reacting? He's looking down and they have stopped chewing. They're looking wobbly. <laughs> They're looking tipsy. <laughs> and all of a sudden they fell over, started to kick and were choked. Right? Because they couldn't breathe the thin air. And listen to me now. What do you do when you got rats in your airplane? What do you do when, when the devils are going to take you down? What do, you, what do you do? You don't focus on your rats. You lift your nose and you aim for the Son of God. And you worship Jesus Christ. And you fly into the glory cloud, right? Are you hearing me tonight? Well, the glory of God is toxic to devils. It is toxic to devils. Do you know when demons starts to come out? When the glory is so strong. They can't hide anymore. I mean, it's, 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 the beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. I learned early on that you can't be afraid when the demons scream. You should be afraid when they don't scream. Because when they scream, they are on their way out. Because they've sensed the glory and the presence of Jesus. But when they don't scream, you should be worried. Right? So fly high. Fly into the glory of Jesus. And, and whatever you're fighting with, are you hearing me? If you focus on your addictions, if you focus on, 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 on your failures, if you focus on those rats. No, I mean this now. Are you hearing me? 
Some of you are focusing, focusing, focusing. You're going to crash. Worship anyhow. Worship as a failure. Are you here? Worship. Worship. And when you worship, those rats will choke and die. When I came into Teen Challenge, when I, when I came into, into the presence of Jesus, I cannot even, even, even talk about it. I was a mess. I was a mess. I wanted to fight everyone. I was a mess. Couldn't sleep. All that anxiety. And then they taught me to worship. And in the worship, what no shrink could do, Jesus did in the worship. Are you hearing me? What no pills could do, what no liquor could do, the presence of Jesus did. Are you hearing me? What, what no fight could solve. Oh, I can tell you. I learned to worship. Worship until the demons were gone. Worship until the demons died. Worship sitting in my bed. I wake up still. It happens still at times. I'm going to preach. I'm going to stand in front of thousands. And I wake up in the bed in the middle of the night. And anxiety is just creeping. And I feel like I'm 15 years old again. I hear glass break. I hear screams. I grew up in hell, guys. I, I grew up in hell. I could tell you sad stories. But then I lift my hands. Sometimes my voice is shivering and sometimes I'm crying. But I lift my hands and I worship Jesus. And I call out for Jesus. And I worship and I worship. And I, I promise you, it doesn't take 10 minutes. Does, no, no, no. Tops 15. And I am in another dimension. And I fly above rats and crashes. Are you here? And, and, and the rats die. Whatever is in my hotel room chokes and dies. So what can we learn from the angels? Cover your face. Have humility when you serve God. Cover your feet. Keep your purity at all times. And worship. Fly high. I love the Lord so much. I love the Lord. I, you know, yes, we've seen so much happening. Sometimes it Sometimes I, I hardly dare to tell. Because when I tell, the focus gets on me again. But I can tell you, I have seen the glory of God. The glory. I've seen the glory of God. When the glory sweeps a city. When the glory makes the prostitutes and the drug dealers run to Jesus. I've seen the glory when they come with their stolen goods and want to confess. I've seen the glory. When politicians and and everyone comes to the festival ground to hear the word of God. I've seen the glory. I've seen the glory when the glory transforms. What no shrink can do, what no doctor can do. Hey, listen, listen up. I have respect for psychiatrists and doctors. Don't misunderstand this. I got respect for lawyers that can help you. Are you here? But they can't remove sins. They can't wash away sins. They can't transform you from within. Only the glory of God can do that. Holy, 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 the angels were saying. Holy, 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 they cried out to one another. It's the Lord God Almighty, right? 
who was, who is, and who will be, who will come. Holy, holy, holy. holy. The whole earth be filled with His glory. Hey, no preacher can change you, but the glory of God can change you. Are you hearing me? No, no, no church, no theology, no program can change you. But the presence of Jesus, when the robe fills your temple, you the temple, when you see the Lord high seated and the robe fills your temple, the rats will die. You will, you will experience something that is amazing. Let's stand up on our feet everywhere here.